Fundamental Life Podcast. So welcome to episode 13 of the Fundamental Life Podcast. I'm super fired up today. I've had some caffeine and we'd be ready to party. How you doing, son? I'm doing good, my man. It's uh, Thursday morning. And I always, yeah, well, it's always Thursday. We've talked about it. It's a that. year of Thursdays. Yeah, but uh, I'm doing good, man. Just ever since I uh, had COVID-19 and just living my best life, dude, out licking doorknobs and, you know, just touching everything. And so it's pretty, it's it's pretty good. So I'm going to give us our movie rundown because we're all, we're kind of movie, mini movie reviewers. So there's this thing called COVID-23. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's the movie is called Songbird. Okay. Have you seen the? Oh. Okay. So it's in theaters right now, but you can also buy it in your home. The movie is so bad, <laughs> but I finished it. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway, it's obviously it's it came out after COVID nineteen, but it's mutated and it's COVID twenty three, and it's about people that are locked into their homes and they're trying to survive this. And they have to do scans every morning on their phone. And I finished it, and I really regret finishing it. Because pro- it cost me 20 bucks, and it was like, pfft, it was the worst 20 bucks I ever spent. Dude. Don't watch it. Songbird, okay. cross it off your list as a never watch. Okay. I will do that. I promise. Yeah, it was horrible. Ugh. So, so I, I haven't been watching any movies. That, um, caught up. There's uh, History Channel finally started putting out some you know, new shows so i've been watching uh quite a bit of history channel and then i have now i looked at it last night 146 hours logged into assassin's creed what the hell (laughs) (laughs) hey man you know i don't watch much tv anymore so it's like if my tv's on i'm playing the game that's like dude that's four days is that four days i think it's more that's more than that sorry that's i gotta do the math on it it, that's sad. I was that calculating I it as a forty-hour work week, but it's actually twenty-four hours. Okay, so that's it's six uh, days. Six days. Yeah, six days. That's a lot of time. Yeah. How are your thumbs? Let's see. They're strong, man. <laughs> They're long, and that's the whole thing. Is you look at my hands. People always say that I should have played the piano. It's like nah, video games. Video games. <laughs> I'm a gamer. So um, I am uh, one of the hosts, Steve Saxton. Matt Arnold is the other man spitting here that's got uh, the video game hands. We're super pumped to talk about a topic today that is, uh, we didn't really need to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. I think the last 21, 22 years of being in lending and 40 some odd years for each of us in life kind of prepared us for this podcast and what we're going to touch on. So um, we are going to discuss kind of where where we've been and relate that to uh, some knowledge that is going to be beneficial for a lot of people. And so let me start by saying this. When I uh, graduated high school, and obviously I served a, a mission for a couple of years, came home and I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was just like, you know, I'm super ambitious. I know how to work. My IQ's like average to above. I got some talents, but I don't know what the hell I want to do. So what do you do? I enrolled in school. I went to Utah State, um, barely got in because my GPA was not great in high school. Matter of fact, in high school, my last two years, I think I spent four hours in gym classes each day. So that was kind of my high school. But I enrolled in college, showed up at Utah State, 
and didn't know anything about what to expect, didn't have older siblings who had gone to college. And I was just like, that's kind of what you do. So I walk into college and there's a, there's a whole row of people with, you know, handing out pamphlets and trying to get you to join different groups and things like that. But one of the first two tables was, uh, I think it was discover card and they handed me a credit card application and I was like, huh, I've never had a credit card, right? What's this all about? So I started looking into it and, uh, it was interesting that the first thing or one of the first things that was handed to me was a credit card. I didn't have a job. I literally did not have a job, but I did not sign up for this credit card, but many, many did. And we can even talk about a certain individual when we were in the mission field who had a credit card and dude, he was buying basketballs and basketball shoes and all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> dude, the walk, that was my favorite thing he bought. Freaking a hundred dollar oh, yeah, yeah. walk. Yes. And I was like, yes, let's cook. So the reason that I'm starting with that is when you're 20, 22, 25, um, you have all these different doors. It's like, here's door number one. Here's door number two. Here's door number three. The world is your oyster. You've, you've got so many decisions to make and you're a little bit naive. And so you're not really scared of anything. And one of the first doors that was presented to me was a credit card. And I want to dive into why you don't open that door unless you have to, okay? Let's, let's talk about how, how credit cards work. Let, and we're going to go into some other topics here as well. But many, many, many of my, uh, I guess, friends had these credit cards. And, you know, it's a $500 limit or whatever. So they could go to dinner. They could buy different things. And then their payment's only 18 bucks. 24 bucks. It's like, I can spend 500 bucks and I only got to pay $18 every 30 days. But what's happening on the backside of that is $17 and 58 cents of that $18 payment is all interest. And people get into the habit of spending money. They don't have to enjoy things they don't necessarily need because they open door number one and door number one, that credit card, allowing yourself to fall into the pitfall of paying interest to somebody else who's getting rich is stupid. I really, really don't agree with people doing that. If you have to, that's what it's there for. And I just see so many, uh, I guess, young people or people starting out. You, you've got to make the decision. If you do it, great, whatever. That's your decision. But you should know what the what the pitfalls are if you do choose to go down um, that road. But before we go, you know, really credit cards, you know, they, yeah, you want to be careful, but, like, you got to have credit. I mean, that's sure, the whole thing, sure. especially revolving credit. Like, I get people come in all the time, and they, they have just installment loans, and their credit scores are terrible because that's the whole thing is um, part of your credit score is the ability to – be responsible and like revolving credit cards are going to show that you're responsible. So if you, if you get a credit card, I'm not saying like, Hey, go, you know, that's the door. It's like you open that door. It's how you handle what's behind it. Is it going to be, is it going to be a monster and you're going to go rack up like our homie did like in the mission field. When he came home, he had $5,000 in credit card debt and, uh, didn't have a job. I mean, we were getting 150 bucks a month. That's what we lived on. And so, 
five thousand dollars in credit card bills, dude, that's a hundred and fifty bucks a month, and actually it's probably more. And so it's like then you start using one credit card to pay for another credit card, and vice versa, and you just start circling this drain. Well, and so I just said what I said, right? I'm pretty opinionated about it. But let me tell you, I put everything on a credit card. So, I mean, that totally mm-hmm. contradicts what I just said. I put everything. Everything. Does your hypocrisy yeah. know no bounds? Exactly. <laughs> so, why? Like, why do I say don't do it? It's stupid. But then I put everything on my American Express. If they let me put it on it, I put it on there every single month, every bill I possibly can. The difference is, go ahead. Just, it, I don't mean to, but I got to interject. I don't know if you read this, but American Express, I thought it was really cool. They took a stand and they won't allow uh, porn. They they won't, you can't pay for porn with really? American Express anymore. Kudos to Amex. That's what I thought. I that's was like, awesome. you know what? That's pretty cool. Way yeah, to go. That is awesome. I'm going to put more stuff on my Amex. I'm going to buy stuff I don't even need. Man. It, Support it, Amex. Dude, it, it, it shut off like half of my monthly subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, your wife might get mad at you for saying this kidding. Char, he's joking. I promise. So, then it, so you look at it and you're like, well, is Steve just a hypocrite? Does he put everything on credit, but he's telling nobody else to? No, it's because when you, when you get education, you get knowledge. Knowledge is power. And if you don't understand how credit cards work and how interest accrues and the rate of interest that you're going to pay on a, on a small credit card, then you probably shouldn't use it or, or get yourself some education. I pay my uh, credit card off every single month. But I put everything on it because I get points. They are basically going to allow me to get free money by putting it on their credit card. Whether it's airline points or different things I can spend on Amazon, um, it's pretty easy to accumulate uh, those points, right? And so I don't accrue interest. That's how I operate. I put everything on a credit card, but I pay it off the same month. It accumulates every 30 days. I pay it off before my balance is due. And I don't occur, incur any interest charges. And so knowing, knowing how those things work is key. Now, there was a time in my life where um, I did need to put things on credit cards because the necessities that I needed to pay for, I did not have money for, okay? And so I did carry a balance on my credit card, but I wasn't out buying motorcycles on it. I was buying things like milk and cheese, right? Things that ain't toilet paper, which by the way, I bought some this morning for the office because we were out. I can still, you can still only buy two per household. It's crazy. So credit is there. It's available for you to use. It's your choice whether you choose to use it. You just should be educated on what that means and really have the knowledge before you use it i guess or before you um make the mistake of falling into paying a ton of interest because it's very difficult to climb out of that hole oh yeah no for sure and that's uh that's that's a solid piece of advice for for those uh people out there that are just starting up and starting at college and different things and that's where like honestly like i i would say let's fast forward a few years because um unless you got more to add right no, no, there no, okay ahead. I was going to say, because when you start to um, get money, 
and you start making money. You let's say you graduate college and you get a job and you you have a family and you're starting to accumulate things and you're living your life and you decide, you know what, I should start planning for the future. And you start looking at retirement and investments and you start looking, you know, hey, I'm 25. I'm I, I got to think ahead, you know. So when I'm 65, I'm not you know, living with my kids. And uh, so I was just going to share the story about where we went and our investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's something that we looked at. And we, you know, we started looking at, oh, you know, what can we do? do IRAs, 401ks. Well, I'm young. I'm 25. I don't, I don't want an IRA that I can have when I'm 65. I want to retire when I'm 40. 40, that's what, that was my goal. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite get there. I'm, I'm halfway there. I'm, I'm not retired. I'm just tired. But <laughs> so anyway, they, uh, we found an investment opportunity with this gentleman that was a trusted individual by, um, you know, family and friends and people that we people we trusted yeah people yeah. that we trusted they vouched for this guy and he was he was a mega savant day trader man this guy he he saw things he looked at at the market and was like looking at the matrix man he could he could pick a stock and just pazel a visionary it. a financial visionary and he had you he gotta had, get money in with this cat you're gonna get rich and so they he had a basement and was all like you know, with the egg crate walls and big TVs, and he's down there, just, you know, working, 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 and you're like, "This is where I hack the markets." Yeah, it's like business, 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 and I'm like, "Yeah, this, this is awesome." And so Steve had put some money in with this dude, and like, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was fifteen thousand dollars. Steve gave him fifteen grand, and within a month. It was like what twenty one. It was a lot more than fifteen. Yeah, it was like twenty one thousand. And so I was like, "Oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta get money in with this guy." And they came back and said, "No, we've hit our limit. We're only gonna allow a small conglomeration of people to put money with this guy." And I was like, "No." So I sat down with Steve and business partners, business, 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 and uh, we came to an agreement. And Steve pulled the money out that. That was that was made at that point. I think it was like forty five hundred bucks or something like that. And he put in an additional fifteen, and I put in thirty. So now we had sixty in there, and that was going to be the maximum. We were going to just sit and watch it grow. And every night, I would go home with my gateway laptop, and I'd crack that bad boy open, and I'd log in, and I would see how much money we made that day in interest, and it was amazing. I mean, we were just, I was like, bro, this is going to be great. And it's just going to keep going. And like, by the time I'm 40, I'm going to be done. And I'm going to drive off into the sunset. And, and it's going to be great. The problem is, is in the world, and this is, this is true, real advice for all you kids and parents alike. Not everyone has your best interest at heart. And not everybody is looking to give you their, I guess, their promises. And so it was probably about 60, 90 days later, um, I got to the office and Steve's, <laughs> Steve's light was off and it was just, he had his table lamp on and so his office is dark. And I walk in, he's like, 
bro, we got to talk. Because, you know, that's that's how Steve talks. And he's got that real deep, you know, uh, Barry White voice. But when he gets real serious, it gets real deep. And so it's like, <laughs> it's almost like only elephants can hear him talk when, when he's real, real serious. So he's like, bro, we got to talk. And I was like, all right, what's up, man? You know, I'll pop in, you know, I'm logged in the night before, saw how much money. I was like, what are we going to get? You know, what are we going to do? And he's all, bro, you got to close the door. <laughs> so I closed the door. I was like, what's up? He's like, it's gone. And I'm all, what? What? He's all, <laughs> it's gone, bro. And I was all, what's, what's gone? The money, man. They found him. And I won't, won't say his name, but they found him in Vegas with his wrist slit. And it's gone. And I was like, it, it, was, it was like somebody just straight dog punched me in the guts. Now, at the time, like $30,000 was everything I had. Like, I had 20, saved. 20 years ago. Yeah. And like, it was, it was my life savings. I was saving for, to buy a new house uh, for my wife and at the time my daughter that we could move and be a more fam- you know, family oriented because again, my, my house was a single bachelor pad. But, and I was just like, I sat there and I was like, I looked at him and I was like, what? And so, it, like, I, it took me to my knee. Like, I, I had to take a knee. And I was like, I, I just couldn't process it. I was like, you got to be kidding. It's, there's no way. Anyway, long story short, um, it, it was true. Um, he survived. They found him. And uh, he lived. And he served, I want to say, 18 years. Mm, I think it was less than that. I think yeah. it was like 12. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough because he literally i, I want to say the overall price tag i lost 30 steve lost 30 but the overall price tag was like 13 million i want yeah, to say yeah and uh anyway they recovered pretty much nothing cuz when when that happens they take all of the losses and then they take percentages um we got i think our initial payment was 300 bucks and then every year since then, we get a check for thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And every year, like thirteen twenty eight, <laughs> never cashed it yet. Nope, not a one. And every single one of those checks hang on our bulletin board here at our office. And you may ask why? Why do you have that up on your on your bulletin board? To remind me that people don't always look out for your best interest, and quick money is never. Well, I should say that, but really, honestly, you got you got to be smart with your investments. Don't just go with, "Hey, this is going to be fast cash, and I'm going to kill it quick." What it reminds me of, and the reason that I, uh, the reason that we have it there is, and I had family members involved in this too that were that were harmed immensely. And my dad told me something when I was young, and I've repeated it a couple of hundred times that you should never judge other people by your own ethics. And there's variations that don't judge other people based on your, you know, own status of whatever you can throw, you can plug a lot of things in there, but that hangs on the wall to remind me, Hey, don't trust or do trust, but verify. And sometimes when things look uh, beautiful, they're just, they're not, Sometimes uh, when you put trust in people, they're going to betray you. 
and you 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 do have to trust people in life and i don't want to make it sound that way but um the, a lot of the opportunities that lie out there in, in the state of utah well really honestly across the country you've got a lot of these ponzi schemes you've got a lot of these investment companies that are taking money from people and then investing it in something else a lot of them work out a lot of them are very reputable and um but there's a lot that aren't and it's up to you to really be a free thinker. We can transition to that. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on that, but think for yourself in life. My kids hear this all the time. Everything that you hear, absorb it, marinate on it, but make those decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't allow someone else to tell you something and then just believe it because you can get hurt that way. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like one of the things you, you've heard this from me a ton is uh, consider the source. When someone says, Hey, did you hear about this? And I'm like, who told you that? Where did it come from? Cause I want to know the character of the source of where it came from. And that's going to, you know, it, I'm going to weigh heavily on who that individual is or whatever the rumor is, whatever the factoid is. Um, I, and I do the same for, you know, someone who's reporting something through a news outlet or whatnot. And then I go and I do my deep dive, if it matters enough to me, on the research. And then I formulate kind of my own opinion. And uh, I think that when you look at investments, shit, man, we've made some dumb, dumb moves. And those checks hang on the wall from the state, from the, the custodian that took over this guy, whatever was left, and the restitution that he has to pay. Those checks hang on the wall to remind me of, you're not smarter than everybody else, okay? You have done what you've done in your life because of hard work, because of discipline, um, because of some blessings, you know, and uh, you know, and a small amount of luck that kind of was tied in with all that. And um, you create your own luck. That's what I believe. But be cognizant of who you're giving your money to, because man, you you can lose it very very quick. What's Omo? Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything was sunshine and lollipops. We was getting rich. Yeah, and and then the phone rang. <laughs> oh, dude, man, yeah. But it's it goes back to what you're saying. It's just that uh, fear of missing out. You know, FOMO. FOMO. You yeah. can't. You, you know, YOLO. And and so it's like you, you gotta you gotta make your decisions according to not fear. That's not the way to. That's not the way to invest. Fear of missing out, dude. You're not going to hit every opportunity, ever. Right. So well, anytime you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is how I view. It. Anytime you give somebody your money, okay, like it's you. You don't just walk out and find money hanging on trees. Like you've worked for it. You've sacrificed or you've put in some effort to get it. Anytime you give somebody else your money, there's a risk. You can put it in in General Motors. There is a risk, okay? It can go down, it can go up. There's a risk, but you need to calculate your risk. And you said something that is, is true. Um, there's really, by and large, no such thing as quick money. There's just not. And can you invest in something and it, it like just blows up? Of course. But man, if, that is your, if that's your, your style, uh, it's gonna be, there's going to be a lot of bad days. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know. Well, and that's that's the whole thing. It's just like right now, and and we can fast forward to purchasing a home because I have people who are buying houses right now, and one of the biggest questions I get is, "Was well, the market going to crash? You know, what are you going to do, Matt? 
and they're gonna and they asked me, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I gotta say, ah, 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 I do now. Yes, you do. Yeah, somebody sent me a crystal ball. Give them a ball. shout out. Who sent I, that to you? Brian Hansen, my man, Brian Hansen. Wasatch Concrete, just salt of the earth. Dude. Matt was pumped. He opened that up last night, and he was like, what the hell? He sent me a crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, so it sits right on the corner of my desk, and yeah, so I can look rad. into it. That was rad. So, um, and if, those, if you don't know, like we referenced this in a previous podcast weeks ago and uh, about this crystal ball, and now you have one. Exactly. So, But uh, that's what I was telling somebody. They're like, well, if I if I have this if I pull money out of my house because they were paying off some some student debt different things like that we were saving them a thousand dollars a month and they're like what if the market crashes and my house isn't worth four hundred grand in five years from now and I'm like listen it's just like the stock market you only lose money when you sell so that's the thing is like. You could have bought, like, I don't know, Yahoo stock 10 years ago, and now it's worth, like, 40 Brazilian dollars. I don't know. But you don't gain money until you sell, and you don't lose money until you sell. So it's like you got to be in it for the long haul. you got to look at, like, the long game. It's not – there is no quick fix on anything. One of the things that's funny to me uh, in housing is – uh, when I talk to a homeowner and they're like, dude, my home's gone up 200 grand in the last year. And I was like, sweet, dude. So you going to move? You going to sell and move? And he's like, no, no, we're here forever. And I'm like, well, why are you pumped that it went up in value? Because now you're just going to pay more in tax. <laughs> and I get it. Like every, it makes you feel good. And like, it gives you a little fire in your belly that, oh, my home was worth 600 grand. Now it's worth 800 grand. So I must be smart. <laughs> Because my home went up in value, so I'm smart. Now you just—that's just the market. Chances are it could be worth seven hundred, and not chances, but possibility is it could be worth seven hundred next year. I don't know. Over the long business cycle with real estate, and we we understand real estate. We understand the market. If you look at a long business cycle, a twenty-year cycle, real estate has always proven to be a good investment. Um, I can tell you what's not a good investment is giving money to Billy, your neighbor down the street, into a fund where he's lending hard money and Billy's 28 years old and drives a, you know, AMG. Don't give your money to Billy without doing your research. You want to give him money after doing your research and you feel good about it? Like I said, there's some risk in everything, but real estate, it it goes up, it goes down, but over a long cycle... People have to have somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. They have to have somewhere to lie down at night. It's a shelter that everybody needs. And I just believe in real estate. It's tried and true, you know? And there's blue chip stocks and all these different investments, which I don't know jack shit about. So I'm not going to act like I do, um, but I do know real estate. Dude, that's who we should, yeah, we should have John come talk about investments sometime. Cause yeah. I don't understand, like, when it comes to. <laughs> Anything I've ever bought as far as stock is concerned, I've always just lost. It's like, you know, I have I have that $3,000 a year capital gains loss on my taxes every single year and will until the day I die. And so... But, you know, the thing is, um, when we, you and I both, you know, sock money away and, um, and I don't necessarily need to understand it because the people that I'm invested with, I trust. And I know they are experts in what they do. And I don't, I don't need to like be a savant of my 401k and what's in it. 
I just need to have done my research and, you know, trust the individual and the firm that has a long standing relationship with, you know, with the markets and they understand those things. I don't, I mean, I, I have to put your trust in people, but after doing your research, I guess is the, my best way that I can put it. And there's still risk. I mean, hell, I could come in tomorrow and there might be another phone call and they're like, hey, Steve, <laughs> it's all gone, bro. Uh, it's, it's all gone. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's why I love uh, I love real estate and, and those different things. So um, what, what are some other, uh, I mean, I can go, we can go a few different directions with like some of this, I guess, financial literacy uh, that we talked about, but what are some other, uh, I guess, mistakes, pitfalls, doors, and we can relate this to our own life or things that we see consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, with, uh, can, I, I, can I say something? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about that question for a second. Um, I, I'm in, the, I'm in, the <laughs> I'm in the thick of this right now uh, with with my family and my son. Um, Oh, oh, by the way, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So my, my boy, uh, Seth that actually works here is, um, getting married and, uh, so we're super, super excited for him. And, uh, so thanks for that shout out. But, uh, um, who, whom you marry, that's what I was going to say. Whom you marry is such a big deal. And, um, man, it's, it's such a big decision in your life and, it's not one to be taken lightly. And fortunately for both of us, we married like phenomenal people, like excellent mothers. And um, I'm not trying to be an ass kiss here. I'm just being honest. Like um, sometimes you just kind of get lucky or uh, I would say that God blessed me um, as, as hokey as that may sound. But uh, uh, yeah, whom you marry is just such a big deal. And, uh, it's a big, big decision and not just not one to be taken lightly. It's anyway. Just. No, man, I a hundred percent agree. And like, if you, if you can, uh, you know, that I'm not going to give any sort of relationship advice because, you know, that's, I mean, I don't know, other than, you know, spend time with your spouse, listen, you know, and really think about like, um, there's one thing that I, I appreciate about my wife a lot. Well, there's a lot of things I appreciate about my wife. And again, not trying to be an ass kiss, but, um, when you talk things through and that's one thing that we've really worked on the last 10 years is, uh, communication. What is the purpose of when we have a disagreement? Am I, is ultimately is the purpose for me to win the argument because there's no love in that you know what i mean is it to understand each other's position and come to like a conclusion and an understanding that works for each other because if you argue and your only purpose is to win ultimately what have you won yeah you won the argument but you've destroyed the person that you love you've like said they're they're you've devalued their opinion that is great advice and so it's one of those things where like sometimes it's okay just step off take a break circle back that's whenever i go to like um wedding breakfast and they're like hey everybody should give some advice i always say the same thing is it's okay to go to bed mad don't you don't have to fix everything right then and there it's okay go to bed mad and i tell you i have a i have a special room in my house where i sleep 
when I'm mad. <laughs> like, it's the garage. It's the garage it's on the, trunk, the floor. Trunk of my car in the garage. <laughs> I got, I got a separate like little area. It's not, it's not like super comfy or anything like that. But that's where I'll go sleep. And after, sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's two. But we always circle back and you know figure it out. And it's okay to be mad. It's not okay to try to discuss stuff when you are mad because then you're just irrational well you say stuff you can't take back oh yeah that yeah. hurt mm-hmm. it really really hurts i'll give some uh some relationship uh advice whether people want it or not you got to change when you become uh a in it when you get into a relationship whether it be a business relationship that you want to last and you want to succeed or you get married uh you you've you're two different people man and that requires both to uh, conform to what's going to work out for the two of you together. You're still you're still two individuals, but you've got to be willing to compromise on things that are important to them and things that are important to you, so that you can you know build something together. If it's a family, great. If it's a business, great. Um, there's things that that are important to you that aren't important to me, and you know I may have like. I guess an opinion on them, but if they're important to you, my opinion, I don't, I'm not even going to share it because when you try to become one, you know, in terms of like a relationship where you're building something, you got to have some compromise and that, that really breeds. uh, And honestly, you said it like that love. um, That's how you show people you love them. If like, what's the show? uh, There's a show with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. It's uh, I want to say couples retreat, but it's not couples retreat. It's uh. Oh, what is it? Anyway, he says, uh, or Jennifer Aniston says to him, uh, "It's not about it's not about this. It's about that the person you love loves going to." It was the opera. She, he's like, "I don't even like the opera. The opera sucks." And she's like, "It's not about the opera. It's about the person you love loves to go to the opera." And it's, man, such good advice in that uh, little clip because do the things if it's important to your uh, the person that you love. Like, just sacrifice a little bit, man. Have some compromise, and you will have a better relationship, and that will make both of you uh, more successful together. And so, um, what is the name of that is show? It the, the, the Breakup? The Breakup. It's The Breakup. How, how do I not remember that? Yeah, because he had to go to the store and get uh, uh, 13 lemons for the centerpiece, and he came back with 11. And she was like, where's, the, where's my 13 lemons? And he's like, my baby want lemons? She's she going to get lemons. She's like, I need a 13. She's like, I got you 11. <laughs> She's like, I need 13 for the centerpiece. So anyway, just say it's a pretty funny show. So everything goes back to movies with us. I don't know why. Oh, man. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of what raised me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so as far as like now, we kind of digressed into relationships there for a second. Back to you know, financial um, uh, literacy. Uh, one thing, one, another mistake I made and that I never made again. Um, I, I hate, I hate yard work, man. And I mean, I think it's just, again, it goes back to the way I was raised. So I hated it and I just, and so when I lived in Taylorsville, I paid a kid to mow my lawn and like, you know, it was great. Good kid. And then he stopped mowing lawns. And so. I was like, well, I need to find something to mow my lawn. And the, pff, wouldn't you know, there was a flyer on my door. Taking to mow my lawn. And it was 
roughly the same price and edge it and everything. So I was like, hey, man, yeah, come on, come on. So um, they mowed it for the rem- like the end of the season because this kid didn't do it anymore. And uh, they did a great job. So next spring they hit me up and they're like, hey, if you'll prepay for the year, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll give you 20% off. I was like, cool. So I stroked him a check. Three weeks later, I never saw him again. And I called them, and I called them, and they'd pick up, and they'd say, oh, yeah, oh, well, I had a problem with this, and this happened today, and my trailer got a flat, and, you know, it'd really help us out if you prepaid for next year to get our trailer <laughs> fixed. And I was just like, oh, man. So, anyway, even... It's, they were running a Ponzi scheme it, through their lawnmower company? Yeah, man. And, like, so that's the whole thing. Is that is legendary. I never, ever, ever prepay for services. Uh, and even, you know, uh, True Green, you know, they come fertilize my yard, have for 12-plus years. Sorry, man. Every year they send me a little thing and say, "Hey, we'll give you twenty percent off." And every year I just throw it in the trash. We've had well, I've had the same thing uh, with dance studios, um, to, and you the money's gone. Like you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip, bro. So if you prepay for something and they close their doors, good luck. Yeah. When someone bankrupts, you you ain't getting money out of them. And and really, when you look at oh well, they'll give me this discount. Oh, that's awesome. I really appreciate the discount. But when you're looking at 10% and you just give them $1,000, you're like, dude, I just saved 100 bucks. Yeah, but that's like $10 a month. And if they close after three months, you're really screwed, man. Yeah. So that's where it's like, dude, I, I, that's my, I never prepay for anything. It's one of those I, I do not either just because I've had those experiences. I did. I thought it was great to get a discount until, you know. Until the, like, di- the discount ended up costing me. Yeah, you know, the discount I got was actually five times the actual <laughs> amount of services rendered. So there's there's another uh, there's a few other uh, things to hit on, and I think um, I'll, I'll come at this twofold. So if if you are a parent and you've got kids, whether they're ten, fifteen, eighteen, whatever, it is incumbent on you to teach them a few financial things. Number one, credit. Go back and listen to our podcast on credit. Share the, uh, we're not too vulgar. We may say like a couple things, but episode it's episode two. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Is it episode two? I'm credit? almost 100% positive. That yeah, it, if it's not, I apologize to all my clients that I say go listen to episode two. Yeah, <laughs> it's incumbent on you as a parent to give your kids these life skills. If they're, if they're 12, 14 years old, they're going to retain some of it, right? You can dumb it down and teach them about what credit is, why it's relevant, why you need it. And um, if, you're a, uh, if you're a parent, so you, you've got to do that. Now, if you're an 18-year-old or 19-year-old or a 20 or a 21-year-old, there's so much information to be had out there on the Internet. Go on and read about it. And then if you have questions, call us. Talk to somebody who you trust that can educate you on you know, what credit is. Income. Parents, teach your kids about income. You don't need to shelter them from it, okay? They're going to find out, and they're probably going to find out the hard way, okay? Because when you make income, you pay taxes, okay? And it was a rude awakening for me. I had great parents. They probably taught me this. I didn't even listen, right? 
after one or two years of being self-employed, I was like, um, this sucks. <laughs> so like it, it, what do you mean I don't get a refund? I thought you just paid me to be like that's I thought I thought it was like a giant savings account. Yeah. And it's it's simple. Like we've gone through a lot of these things in depth in some of our initial episodes, our initial podcast. So you can go back and listen to those. But kids, if you're coming out of college or if you are are 20, 21 and you're out there and you're pursuing something, there's several different ways you can get paid just to break it down super, super quickly. The most traditional way, if you're going to get a job with somebody, they're going to give you a paycheck. And when they give you that paycheck, they've already pulled out federal taxes. They've already pulled out state taxes. And they matched your FICA, which we don't need to get into that. But you may never have to worry, other than filing your tax return, about paying your taxes each month. Why? If you're employed with someone, they're going to do that for you. Okay, Like with all of our employees here, money's taken out. There's a deposit sent to the state every month. There's a deposit sent to the Fed every month based on their withholdings. And you never really have to worry about it. You just wait for the deposit to drop into your bank account, right? Now, the other way you can get paid is if, let's say you, I don't know, let's say you're a, uh, you do yard work, okay? And you work for somebody, you work 40 hours a week, and he just strokes you a check, right? I'm going to pay you $20 an hour. I want you to come and trim trees with me. It's what we do all summer long, and in the winter, we you know, plow, like, uh, plow parking lots or whatever. If he's just going to pay you based on your hourly rate and not deal with any withholdings, well, guess what? At the end of the year, you're going to get what's called a 1099 for 40, 50, 60 grand and zero tax has been taken out. Well, do you have the money to pay that? Right. And so there's, there's several ways that you can get paid, but they each have different implications and different things that you need to do. If you decide, hey, I'm good with computer work. I'm going to start a computer repair company and I'm going to go around and market myself and you're, you're truly self-employed where you work for yourself, it's almost the same as that guy who paid you straight cash or didn't take any withholdings. You're responsible to pay taxes on the money that you get. These are things that um, the internet can teach you. Parents, you should be having these discussions with your kids because that's like door number two, door number three. Like these are things that are a reality of being a human being and you need to educate yourself on them because there are implications that can cause you some pain and hardship. And like, you know, when that guy calls and he's like, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, let, so can I put my taxes on a credit card? You actually can put your taxes on a credit card. They just charge you that merchant fee of three and a half percent or to you know, whatever yeah but the irs actually won't take the credit card you got to go through a third party who does it third party vendor that then charges you service fees plus the merchant fees and then they send it to the irs dude the first time i did that the only time i had to do that but it was like i was terrified man i thought i thought it was the irs was going to call me up and be like it's gone and i was going to be like what you know, so it's like we didn't get your transfer bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and if you're uh you know there's just so many things and you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of like sitting down and having this elaborate super sexy business plan if you want to go out on your own because i'm a believer of like sink or swim if you're good at something go and and you know rock and roll on it but before you start making some some scratch some coins some cheddar as they say find out what the implications are and plan for those 
all these things are they're kind of common sense but I, these are these are pitfalls i fell into oh man those were hard lessons and they're lessons i'll never ever ever forget yeah and because mostly we keep a check up you know i think there's 13 up there to remind me of uh pitfalls that we've had yeah reserves that's the that's the other uh, thing when we talk about reserves try to have some cash okay it's like we've talked about all these things in the past, but reserves are just so key. If you have the ability, try to keep some money sitting on the sidelines. Um, it's like the way I would put it is when you wake up in the morning and you want to have a bowl of O's, right? Some Wheaties. Um, you need to have Wheaties. You need to have milk. And if you want some orange juice, you need to have orange juice. Or else you got to go out and buy it that morning at 7 a.m. before you can eat it. But if you just have some in your fridge and in your cupboard, it's there, right? The same with money. When things get hard, it's easier if you have some set aside. And everybody's going to go through hard times. I don't care who you are. You're going to go through some ups and downs in life. That's just, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean, like, it's just there's, there's, there's peaks and valleys financially, and if you have the ability to set aside some coin, you, you said it best about uh, spending you know, dollars are made for rolling. Yeah, not flat for stacking, not but when you make a dollar, spend 98 cents, not a dollar two. Yeah, because there's times you kind of do have to spend a dollar two and take some risk to, to get ahead or whatever. But if you've got some cash sitting on the sidelines, the, the other thing with that is when you're not financially stressed, you make better decisions. And but when you're stressed and you're desperate, you're forced to make decisions that aren't as attractive and you're you're they're you're just you're kind of pigeonholed. Speaking of that, I'm just right now we're all having to go through our uh, relicensing. You know, they open it up November the first and we have to do our ongoing education and we have to do background checks and this year because they make us do it, is it every other year or is it every three years? What, the, back, the fingerprints? No, with the, they pull our credit. All the credit, yeah. I think it's every three years. So they they actually make you have your credit checked, and they look at it. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, why? They're like, oh, man, why are they going to look at my credit? Well, because if you're financially strapped and you're hurting for money, and they're looking at your credit, and you have bad credit, and you're deep in debt, chances are you're desperate. You're going to make a desperate move. And when you're working with other people's money and other people's financial, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But their financial futures, um, they want to make sure that you're not going to do something um, out of desperation for yourself. Yeah. And so that's that's one thing I just that I throw that out there because when you talk about you know investing out of fear or fear of missing out or you know uh, it, you're gonna uh, you do things that are just not always in your best interest. Yeah, what's awesome about uh, the internet? And I know I reference this a ton. All this information is out there. It's there's just so much good stuff. Um, you do have to ch choose your your teachers wisely and really kind of vet who you're getting your info from. And there's a, just a wealth of people that are available at almost everyone's fingertips. 
um, to go and, and ask these questions and find out. You don't need to be a wizard, but you do need to have a, a level of education so that you don't fall into the same things that I fell into. Um, and we're sharing our experiences, but they're, they're literally are just, there's so many. I want to be a wizard though, man. Like, Hey, Potter, see him run around. Potter. So no, I agree. And I think that, uh, just take the time, sit down. Um, because, and that's what I tell my kids. Like I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I've learned a lot of lessons and I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way. There's a better way, and that's take wisdom in me, learn from my mistakes, so you don't have to go through that pain and hardship and headache because those things are lessons you'll never, ever forget. And yeah. so, anyway, that's that's my 10 cents. My two cents is free, so. <laughs> I was listening as we wrap up here. just made me think of um, a podcast with uh, Kevin Hart. And uh, he, I, I, I love Kevin Hart. A, he's funny. B, he says some really like, like intelligent stuff. Um, he's a he's a pretty cool cat. But did he, you know? I'm sorry. Did you know I saw him live here yeah. at Wise Guys? Yeah. Before he was Kevin. Before he was big. Yeah. Before he was like the renowned Kevin Hart. Exactly. Back when he was a little guy. Well, he's still a little guy. Yeah. Dude, short. That's oh. the best part of him. Make fun. Of, makes fun of his vertically challenged body. Yeah. So. But he uh, he said, and he was really, really passionate, almost emotional about this because he's made a lot of mistakes, you know, and he's come up from basically nothing to where he is now. And the guy is a, he's a grinder, super, super hard worker. And he said, it's incumbent on us as human beings, however you want to define success, not just financially and uh, things like that. But he's like, it's incumbent on us to share our uh, mistakes to share our successes and to educate younger generations. And he, and then he used an example. He's like, you know, I've, I've set records. I've sold out shows and I've sold out. I've had more shows in years and I've got all these different records. And he's like, someone's going to come along and beat them. And they should. He's like, that goes for sports. That goes for uh, financial success. That goes for all these different things. The reason that people get better is because of history and people sharing their knowledge and sharing their experiences so that people can do it better. And what's what's crazy is when I was a kid, I hated history. Dude, I hated history. I was like, I do not want to read this shit. Like, I just, I hated it, right? Now I love it. It's like history is one of my favorite things because there's so much to learn. And history does ultimately repeat itself. And so it's incumbent on... Uh, us to kind of share some of the things that that we feel are valuable and uh kevin hart mentioned that and like i totally totally agree so and that's uh that's what when you share those experiences it's important not just to always share the good ones like people got to see man it's like it's not always sunshine rainbows and lollipops man that milk and honey Nah, man. I not like always. It. Not always. Piss and vinegar. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but there's, uh, you know, in the future, I'll, uh, I'll tell the story about why I keep uh, boxes of Lucky Charms in my office, and like, you know, there's a lot of different things in this world that, you know, valuable lessons that were just hard, and so if you share those with your kids, then they can learn, hopefully, from your mistakes, and like you said, be better. We could have a whole podcast on sheep, just 
following somebody the way somebody else did it and just blindly trusting and following everything that's out there and just basically becoming a, a sheep, a robot, however you want to term it. You know, think for yourself, make these decisions. The reason that I like what you just said about, um, and, I, and I like to share our good experiences. I oh, like yeah. to share things that have happened to me that have been amazing, you know, because of hard work or because of surrounding myself with the right people, the right uh, circles of influence and things like that. But, um, and we probably don't do that enough, honestly. Like, I think sometimes we're a little bit pessimistic. But in a world where there's so much fluff and so much fake stuff out there with social media where people want to portray themselves as something they're really not. Um, I always love the memes where it's like real life, Instagram. <laughs> and like, they're completely different. You know what I mean? Real life, dude's like sleeping in the gutter. Instagram, he's driving a Lambo. And it's like... Somewhere in between those two things is kind of where reality is. And um, I think we need to get back to that a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so it's funny to me when I, when I see uh, guys who are perceived to be like extremely successful and wealthy only to find out that uh, they, they rent because they, you know, can't afford anything else, but they want to portray as if they're, you know, financial juggernauts. And so um, there's some wolves out there in, in sheep's clothing is how I would put it. Yeah, and that's it. That's the biggest thing is just remember, you know, that's I hope like the takeaway is do your own due diligence, critical thinking, like, you know, figure things out on your own. Really like investigate and think things through. Don't just take Wikipedia or and say, Oh, this is fact. It's like go look it up. Like read about it. Like vet your source, different things like that. Don't just do one thing and call it a day. But uh, critical thinking is something that I think gets passed off so much. And one, it's funny is uh, um, I hadn't seen that movie, so I looked it up. But that is, that is, that's something that I learned a few years ago is if you want to get a better memory, make your memory work. Don't just look it up. Because you can just look it up instantaneously, just like that. But if you sit and try to think about it. So I have this actor that I love. His name's Joel Kitterman. And I couldn't remember his name in a conversation. Took me two days. But then I remembered. But I could have looked it up and had his name in 15 seconds. But I, that's the whole thing is that's how you keep training yourself. It's like lifting weights. So, you know, critical thinking and really just take the time to think things through. That's, that's what I'll say. Yeah. We'll wrap up here. Um, thank you for listening, tuning in. And uh, please, 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 please go and subscribe to our series so that you will get the updates when they come out. If you've not left a comment, we would really appreciate you uh, giving us a rating and a five-star rating if you like it. And if you don't, then do a lower rating. But uh, please subscribe and uh, share this with others. I think there's a lot of uh, information on there that a lot of people uh, can use. We're not experts at very much. But we are really good at uh, mortgage and finance. So thank you for listening, and we will sign off. We'll catch you next time on the Fundamental Life Podcast. Bye.